to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the elements of lightning and thunder. When I was a child, my family lived on an island during the summer, and my father commuted to work each morning in a small motorboat. He did this regardless of the weather, and even during thunderstorms. I can still see him standing in the stern of the boat, his hand on the tiller, steering through the storm-roughened water of the lake, lightning flashing and thunder booming. He died young, although not from being struck by lightning. Now, a lifetime later, I still wonder why he made those perilous crossings, tempting fate in that cavalier manner. Perhaps, from some ancestral memory, he knew that to be struck by lightning would instantly confer initiation into the realm of the divine. I myself am more circumspect about lightning, since my own house was once hit by lightning while I was inside it. The spectacular flash and deafening boom felt like an enormous explosion. The house caught fire, causing some damage before we were able to put it out. Afterward, I felt hyped up, strangely exhilarated, and noticeably more sensitive to what was going on around me, as though I had been energized by the lightning. There are, on average, some 44,000 thunderstorms every day throughout the world. Most occur over land in equatorial regions. These are storms of electricity, for the Earth, a living organism, is alive with electromagnetic energy. When the Earth's atmosphere accumulates enough of an electrical charge, we get a thunderstorm. This concentrated electrical charge descends with a flash from cloud to Earth, followed at once by a much brighter flash from Earth to cloud. The return stroke to cloud compresses the surrounding air, causing the boom of thunder. As Mark Twain once remarked, thunder is good. Thunder is impressive, but it is lightning that does the work. In other words, the destruction. Traditionally, we have thought of lightning and thunder as the attributes of gods like Zeus and Thor. But the earliest depictions of the zigzag pattern of lightning dated to some 40,000 years ago were always associated with the mother goddess. In bone carvings, pottery vessels, and statues, zigzag lines flowed down from the eyes, mouths, vulva, and breasts of goddess figures representing the Great Mother's regenerative life force that came down from the sky along with her life-giving rain. The oldest known storm deity in the Baltic region, for example, was Perkuna Tete, called the Mother of Thunder and Lightning. Her regenerative powers were what cleansed and restored the sun goddess Saula each evening after she slipped below the western horizon. Another ancient lightning goddess was the Greek Perse, called the Lightbringer. Eventually, however, lightning and thunder were taken over by the new gods, and their character changed dramatically. Lightning became a phallic symbol, and the god was said to fertilize his consort by entering her as lightning. Ouch! Lightning also became a weapon, and bearded gods rode across the sky, making sparks of lightning with their chariot wheels, and punishing the disobedient with their thunderbolts. Now that we have a better understanding of the science of thunderstorms, 
we have lost some of our appreciation of their supernatural qualities. Instead of seeing them as symbols of the regenerative powers of the Earth Mother or as displays of force by storm gods, we are more apt to focus on how to keep ourselves safe from lightning strikes. But I still very much enjoy thunderstorms, and I wonder if my father's journeys across the water during the thunderstorms was his way of enjoying them too, and of partaking of their regenerative energies. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.